people think this shit just about music and beats. It's, it's literally not. Like, it's shit like a stepping stool because, like, you make a beats now, but you might be a motivational speaker later or you might be a something else that you never thought you was going to be. Loop makers need to understand why these artists want beats made from just one pride because loop makers are really messing up business for us producers. That's why I switched up how I move now. All right, so sync placement for, like, producers who want to get into that, like, lane. Like, where do they go about finding those opportunities? All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It's your boy, TB. We got JB with me. JB, what's, what's good? Tapped in. Also today, man, we got another guest, another producer. I'm talking about plaques on plaques on plaques on plaques on plaques. Times yes, two, the square root of eight got down. We got Pooh, you a fool, man. What's up with what's you, bro? What's the deal? If y'all don't know, Pooh, the fool, did an interview with us on, what was it, like two years ago? With oh. Dylan, the morning show? We was on, uh, like, um... What the fuck is that? Zoom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, we just gonna run that back, get a recap of like a come up story and just really get into it type of shit. You feel me? Yeah. Vore. Vore. Yeah, let's get straight into that. I see you got work with him. Oh, yeah. Um, I did two on there. Uh, The Lost Souls project he just dropped. Um, I collab with OG Parker and Smash David on one. And then me and Smash did another one on one. But shit, I fuck with bro. That shit hard. How would you like describe his like sounds type shit? Shit, melodic. That shit, that shit fire. Hey, would you say like Same he's like a overrated, underrated type artist? Um, if anything, underrated because shit, real hard. Shit, it's, time just coming. So like, talk about like the process of like finding artists and just working with them. Nowadays, that shit kind of different. It's like I look at it like don't chase the the. People that's already popping for real, like go to the underground and you know give some of these young niggas a shot, work with them and build it up from there. How you how you know if niggas got potential to like? When you... See, that's the thing is like you gotta just kind of test your luck, get them in the studio and then see like they work ethic. I've been in the studio with people that get high, make half a song, like oh yeah he ain't got it. You see in somebody else they get in there, make probably make one song. But shit, I done seen people get in the studio, they eat seven, eight songs a day. You know what I'm saying? But still, though, they go get locked up with something. Like, it's always yeah, some it's always shit. something, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that stuff you can't really, you know what I'm saying? Some people just around that. So it's like, ain't too much you can do about that unless you just go somewhere else and start fucking with pop people or, you know? If you dealing with street rappers, it's like, you don't know what's going to come with that. That shit just True. come with it, you feel me? Literally. Let's get into these credits real quick before we get deep into the interview, man. We got Jack Harlow, The Baby, Quando Rondo, Nicki Minaj, Molly Brazy, Kalani. I mean, the list. Machine Gun Kelly, that shit go on and on and on, bro. What's the artist you want to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Probably, like, it's just, say like, Drake, for real. But other than that, really just the next one, you know, whoever out there, you know, that, that uh, you feel me, niggas looking for. Now I feel you. So I know in your last interview you talked about like your seven month process from when you had moved to Atlanta. So kind of like talk about that a little bit. Like what's the hardest thing you struggle with in that period? Shit, just um staying focused. You know, luckily I had somebody in my corner like Cash, uh, who my manager is, and he just stayed on me. Like anytime I was thinking about going back home, he was like, "Man, you might as well just you already put in all this time and work. Just stay focused." Cause it, it been times I was like, man, I'm out here. All I'm doing is going to the studio every day. I'm used to doing all type of other stuff, running the streets, doing, you know, trying to make a couple of dollars, playing sports, 
do all that type of stuff. So it was like just staying grounded and staying focused. That was like the, the hardest thing. But once I got over that, I just went with it. Shit started coming in. So I just stuck with it. I know you're talking about in your last interview, you was like, it was one Christmas, you weren't even with your family. You man, got down to the studio. Literally, shit, I was with Cash, man. We woke up, we went and got some food, went to the studio. I'm like, damn, all my family FaceTiming me and shit. And you know, my birthday on Christmas too, so it was like, I'm just like, damn. Because I'm, a, I'm a, like a family-oriented type person, but that's why I say sometimes you got to sacrifice shit to get to where you want to be. I ain't gonna count. It was one time I missed out on Christmas, bro. I was like... It's probably like three years ago, nigga. I was with my girl, and I ain't think about cooking shit or nothing. My dumb man think I'm finna go eat something, like go out and eat something, bro. Bro, the only thing I was over with Chinese food, and my family cooked, bro. Like them niggas get to cooking for real. Yeah, I would, nah. I would hurt, hurt. Like I was like, fuck, bro. That shit do hurt when you miss the holiday. You like, yeah. Damn. But you gotta just know it's like, all right, bet. Like how I was thinking, I was like, all right, the stuff I'm missing out on now, I'm gonna make up for it, and you know, the next year or the, you know, whenever it happened type shit. So. I wasn't really tripping. I already knew what I was working towards. So talk about like what you was doing and like your come up before moving to Atlanta in that transition. Shit, playing sports. I played football, so that was really like my main thing. Like I ain't. I was really only making music because like my homeboys rap. It was just something to do. I think when I was like the sixth grade, I had get, I was with one of my uh, boys and they had kind of like introduced me to making music. And I was like, man, I'm about to go buy me a laptop and a keyboard or whatever. So I had to start fucking around, but like I said, I never took it super serious. It'd just be like, shit, at the end of the day, me and my homeboy, we'd go to the studio, make beats, and them niggas are rapping shit. I had to end up building a studio in my basement, you know what I'm saying? So for there, it's like I was either doing that or playing football. You played in college? Yeah, I played college, yeah. Like, I played high school, little league in college. You graduated? Nah, hell nah. I had left, I had left my sophomore year. Yeah, I had left my sophomore year. And that's actually when I had met Cash, because during that time, I was like, man, I don't, I'm straight on football. Then I was like, if I'm going to be straight on football, the college I'm going to, ain't. I want to go to a turnt college. So I'm like, all right, if I don't go there, then I, that's when I uh, met Cash. And he just was like, shit, either you go go to school or you go come make music. You got to pick one. So shit, I was just like, I'm going to try this out, if this don't happen, then I'm gonna go back to school or whatever. But I was just trying to really just stay away from the crib and stay out the streets for real, for real. So I ended up moving to the A. I just jumped up and did that shit, I'm like, fuck it. That's why I say like, you gotta leap out with faith. Cause I don't know what the fuck I was headed towards when I did that. I just left. So you from South Carolina? No, nah, hell no, nah, I'm from Detroit. Damn, bro, from South Carolina. Nah, that's other nah. shit. everybody be thinking that cause me and Jet work a lot and Jet from South Carolina. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. So, like, how the football atmosphere out there? In Detroit? Yeah. That shit lit. Like, that shit fire. We got some hard, we got some hard ass kids out there. So it's like, that shit, you know, if you play football, you know, that shit be like a family. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you might not talk to them niggas outside of school and then be like, when y'all when y'all playing football, like that's your family. Like, that's all you dealing with, type shit. But your relationship with your coach is like Man. a love-hate relationship. One nah, day got there. It's all cool, and then one day, that nigga got there. I played football in Georgia, like, in middle school. So. Oh, some funny shit is, like, all my coaches used to, like, I ain't going to say they babied me, but I was, like, they favorite. So people used to be like, man, that's your daddy. <laughs> 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 all my all my coaches was like that, though. They, they fucked with me hard, for real. I ain't going to forget, like, the first time I got them tried out for football, bro. It was, like, seventh grade, nigga. And I did it late during the season because, like, 
you know how you got them football teams that's just a stacked up type mm-hmm. shit. Everybody on the everybody team playing hard. football. Yeah. So I was like, bro, this was probably like mid season. I was I just was like, yeah, bro, I'm trying to play football. But I ain't never gonna forget this shit, bro. I went up to this nigga. And the, um, the, the coach of the football team, he was the, um like, at my middle school, they had, like, different principals for the grade. So he was a seventh grade principal type shit. So I was like, yeah, I'm trying to play football. He said, all right, just come to practice. I get your pads and shit. So it was this one coach, Coach Tucker, bro. I can forget this shit, bro. I went up to him. I was like, yeah. Um, and then Coach Andy said, I can um, play football type shit. I'm hit my paper or whatever. And bro, I, bro, I swear to God, it was a nigga said, nigga, eat the sand. He was like, man, you don't get the fuck on my face, you dumbass nigga. Go sit your ass down over there, bro. I'm tired of y'all niggas coming to me with some dumbass shit. And he said, see me after practice. I was like, God damn, man. Hey, you said that, bro. I was like, what nah, the no fuck, Nah, coaches bro? definitely used to be snapping. For sure. Nah, no cap, though. I got hella life football memories, bro. Football, yeah, really, that. Nah. Especially that down shit, here That shit South. was fun. That yeah. shit was fun as hell. You play any other sports type shit? Um, I hooped a little bit, but not for real. I was really a football nigga. So talk about like. Based off you playing football, like how can a producer balance like sports and music production? Shit, practice during the day and go to the studio at night. That's how I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? And even even now, um, I'm still incorporated into the sports world because I, I started like a sports management slash like agency. So that's something that I'm working on now. So like I go back home, do little events and stuff like that with the sports kids and stuff like that. You ever did betting? Sports betting. Yeah. Yeah, I fucked around, but I, I wasn't good at that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't good at that shit. Because back in Detroit, we can bet, you know, we can do that shit. Like it's that. legal? Yeah, it's legal. But I ain't gonna lie, I probably made a couple thousand, that's it. Some of my homeboys, they done hit 20, 30,000 off like a couple hundred. I ain't got no luck like that. So, like, you a Raiders fan? Nah, hell nah. Oh, uh, so what's your team, though? <laughs> Bro, my shit didn't switch so much. Like, <laughs> I remember switching. I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I was like, I really ain't got no favorite team right now. What about basketball? I don't even watch basketball. I fuck with it. Like, I go to a game. But I, I don't really watch sports like that no more. I ain't never hear you talk about sports, bro. I ain't got no favorite team sports. either, bro. Like, bro, it's like, it's I get like, drunk and turn up, though. It's like, I be so focused <laughs> on, like, just working. It's like, I don't even pay attention to that shit no more like that. During, like, that seven-month process, was there really a time where it's like, I just walk me through your day. Like, what was it like? Literally the same thing. Like, I get, mind you, I'm staying on this girl I call my sister couch. I was sleeping on her couch. So I'm literally, I get up, shit. At that time, I had my boy either Grizz or I was with Cash. So one of them would come get me. We'd grab some food and then we'd go straight to the studio. We'd leave the studio party like six, seven in the morning. So I'm going in the crib, go to sleep. Wake back up by like 12 or 1. Same thing. It literally was the same thing over and over for like a year. Really, like two years for real. Well, I say, I say like a year because after the first year, that's when I end up uh, getting my own spot and shit. But you feel me? It was really the same shit. Like, that's why I was like, shit, Cash gave me an opportunity. He gave me a studio. I ain't had to pay shit for. So shit, I just took advantage of that, you know? And just learned the ins and outs. So, like, <clears throat> Let's say I'm a producer in Atlanta and I just moved here. Like, who should I be hitting up to get in these studio rooms? And, like, to answer off of that, like, what other value can, like, me as a producer provide to those people in those rooms so I can keep getting in them? You just got to tap in with people. You got Instagram, shit. You could, I feel like out here you could find somebody that's doing some type of music, whether it's your, one of your peoples and they just invite you to, like, a studio like this. And now you just, you got to start somewhere. So it's like, of course, you might not get in a room with the biggest artist, but everything like a stepping stool. So you might meet bro, 
he know this nigga, he know this nigga, so you gotta work your move, but when you do get into the rooms, you gotta have good energy. That's what's gonna make motherfuckers call you and be like, hey, pull back up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be a good beat maker, but if your energy ain't right, niggas ain't gonna wanna be around you. So it's like, that's really like the important part. Like, some niggas be hard, but they be weird in the rooms. So it make niggas be like, man, I don't invite that nigga. That nigga so weird. So some like weird vibes you, you be seeing niggas be doing. Just it. like, just weird. Either a nigga talk too damn much or like shit. Or a nigga just don't talk at all. Like some people just be like shy, scary. Like, I don't know. Just be like, you know, just weird shit. Like, I don't know. So I want to go off of that because I know you said that was like a big thing in your last interview. That you was like an anti-social yeah, type of person. I was super anti. Like, how, how do you like overcome that? Well, me specifically, I overcame it because I missed out on certain opportunities by being anti and then I realized, like, damn, I can't be like that. You know what I mean? So, and then I seen the motherfuckers who wasn't anti, like, they winning because they walking in the room, speaking up and building these relationships and shit. You ain't going to get nowhere without relationships. So it's like, that's what I'm, something that motivated me. Like, bro, I can't do that shit. Then I started practicing by talking to motherfuckers, talking to different people being around different people, now I'm having different type of conversations and shit. That's really where I got it got it from. So like those first impressions that you did kind of like leave like a weird vibe. Did you ever like redeem yourself when you was able to go yeah, back in that room? Yeah, you know I had to come back for the for the little layup. Yeah, I didn't came back and just introduce myself properly, um such and such. And then a couple of the relationships it's like this go around I had shit to talk about cuz I had placements and shit. So it was like, you know what I'm saying, it made sense, but the thing about life is just like you gotta learn. You gotta learn when you fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I go like when I first moved down here, like my first couple of sessions, I barely, I probably said like four words and then yeah. I think it's because it's like you be feeling like you ain't shit, so it's like you feel like you ain't got nothing to offer because you in the room probably with some other motherfuckers. Bro, and it's what? Like, like you sitting in that bitch and you turn around, some big ass chains in your face. You man. just like see how I look at it now though. I just look at it like at the end of the day, we all on the same level, no matter. Who you is and like, don't do no goofy shit and like overdo it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, be regular. Like if you in a room with such and such a he or artist, don't be scared to not talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Say something, but don't say no crazy shit that's gonna have Brody, you know what I'm saying, ready to kick you out the session. But you start up a conversation. Hey, wh- wh- where where you from? Or like, even if you know where a nigga from, where you from? Like, you know what I'm saying? Say something, but don't be just in the corner just scared, cause Cause you never know that conversation might lead to a real relationship. I remember I felt like this one time. <clears throat> I was in a session at Mean Street, and there was one engineer there. He works with a um, he engineers for like an artist who like one of my dream placements type shit. But I wouldn't even know him cause goddamn, I'm just like I'm probably talking to the A and R and maybe the songwriter, but ain't talking to nobody else type shit. I go on Instagram, I'm like damn, that's what that nigga work with. So I'm like, all right, every session I'm in. I gotta get everybody number, bro. Like, yeah, what's up? And don't be the ones that be making the plays, the engineers. Oh God, because okay. they know exactly what the artists want. They right there with the artists, so it's like you just gotta. And sometimes don't be the people you go for. You might like if you in a room with this big artist, don't go and ask him for his number. Go ask the engineer or say he in there with one of his best friends or one of his mans. Get their number. You know what I'm saying? Even though one of them might hit you up with nah, some beats first. Nah, that's all, bro. I, I, was, I was in LA one time playing a beat, and she was not vibing to this shit. But I seen her friend. I'm looking at her friend like, you know what I'm saying? You got to work the room type shit. So I'm bobbing her I'm bobbing my head. She started bobbing her head. Then the rapper like, okay, like, I, I mean, kind of that's hard. That, and that's how it be. Hey. That's how it be. Sometimes you got to sell it to them too. Like, hey, you should 
look at it like this, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you went off the friend, and now the artist like, all right, maybe this is. Because sometimes artists will give you a hard time if they feel like you ain't no established producer, too. So it's like, you got to know how to like finesse it a little bit. Yeah, you you definitely got to get down, go around the room, ask who everybody is, get this social media, because a lot of times the artists don't be the one that's with the motion. Like, it be their homie, and their homie be like, hey, bro, I'm finna be here today. We finna do this. Yeah, pull yeah. up. Yeah. Now, now, now the artist seeing you pull up everywhere they at, and they feel like, all right, this nigga got to be somebody. Shit, he around. Shit, I didn't did that with a couple people. You feel me? I'm going to tell y'all, like, I was in the session. I was at Street Execs. And I be, I just be asking. A lot of times when I see, it might be dark in the studio. And I might just be like, yo, what's up? Like, what you doing, shit? I was in there with Shawty Fresh. It was dark as fuck. And I and I just seen him. It was I couldn't see his face. I just seen his chain. I said, I said, what's up, bro? You the artist? He said, nigga, I make beats, nigga. And he was like, nigga, this Shawty Fresh, nigga. Like, I was like, damn, I couldn't even see your face. Like, but I got to just ask, you know what I'm saying? I need to know what's going on, you feel me? But That's why I, sometimes I just, like you said, I just ask for Instagram. Like, what's your Instagram? Do my little research. All right, that's dude. Bang, bang, bang. Then I work the move from there up, type of shit. Because sometimes you'll go in a situation you don't know. It had been times I didn't went in the session. I didn't know who this nigga was. And it's like, somebody like, bro, you know who that is? I'm like, hell no. Because... I've, I've been making beats and shit for a minute, but I still don't know who everybody is. Like, it be big motherfuckers who I don't really know who they is. Oh, God, bro. Big songwriters, big producers. I'd be like, hey, but you know, so I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, I don't, never heard of him. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they be having them, them ones. So it's like, that can become a potential good relationship. You know what I mean? So besides, like, just having, like, your vibe being in check, what's some other red flags in the studio? Because I know, like, when I first moved down here, it was a lot of adjusting I had to do. I was, nigga, one time I ran out of beats one time. I was burning it. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that, though. It's like, if you ain't, if you got to reset, and, you know what I'm saying, you ain't got the vibe, shit, don't force it, shit. You know what I'm saying? But you said, like, what's, like, some shit. It just depends on the situations. Like, I'd have been in sessions where, Motherfuckers whipping out phones, recording shit, like just doing all type of goofy shit. So it's like, I, I I say you gotta have studio etiquette. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know how to be. That's what I was telling my mans. I'm like, even when you invite girls, all girls not studio girls. You know what I'm saying? Like some girls know how to sit there, chill, shut the fuck up and vibe. <laughs> but some girls, they just, they ready to go outside. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they don't know how to sit there and be you know what I'm saying? On the studio time, but definitely got to have studio etiquette. Because shit, sessions is about energy, so you got to have all good energy in the room. That's how you're going to make them smashes. Uh, no cap. So talk about like, <clears throat> um, talk about like a wild like studio story. We be asking this a lot in our interview. Oh, like the wildest one. Yeah, well, actually, you got to get like too detailed about it. Like what's some wild shit you done seen in the studio before? Like a couple times we done had some little lit shit, the studio then turned into the club while niggas working. You got motherfuckers dancing on top of the tables, all type of shit, but ain't no crazy, crazy shit that happened. You know what I'm saying? Cause like for the most part, when I be in the studio, we be really working. You know what I'm saying? So it be all creativity going on. Yeah, I ain't really experienced no crazy shit, but other than having girls in the studio and vibing, Bro, what's like, what's that? Y'all ever get that feeling where it's like, fuck, nigga, I'm tired of hell, bro. We've been in this bitch for 12 hours, bro. I'm trying to go to sleep, nigga. Shit, that's when you, you tap into your, you know, tap into your bag and go from there. I feel you. So to switch it up, let's talk about your manager, Cash. So you got a really dope manager and stuff. So, like, what's all the jobs that he do for you? 
Man, he do it. He more than a manager for me, shit. He like a life counsel, all type of shit. Like, I call him when I got personal problems. Mm. You know, even though that's not, I'm going to be honest, that's not a manager's job. He just that type of person that go the extra mile. Like, you know, I look at him like a mentor, you know, all type of shit. So it's like, because some people do think, oh, yeah, my manager's supposed to do this. Like, I know he only supposed to do music shit. You know what I'm saying? Which he he great at, but like I said, I'm thankful that I got somebody that go the extra mile and help me out with a lot of shit like business business shit like money wise, you know what I'm saying investments like he uh, a partner in a lot of businesses that we both do, you know. Um, like I said, I got a problem at the crib with family, anything like he come through, you know what I'm saying. So that's dope. Cash real like how he like he be like teaching producers, not just a. About your sound. No, nah, like, for sure. He wants you to just walk a better life. You know nah, I mean? for real. And that's what it's about. Like, people think this shit just about music and beats. It's, it's literally not. Like, it's shit like a stepping stool because, like, you making beats now, but you might be a motivational speaker later or you might be a something else that you never thought you was going to be. You know what I'm saying? So, learning the little tricks and shit through life. That shit. Like, shit, he the one who put me hip to the Napoleon Hill shit you was just talking about, yeah. And that's really the thing that changed my life, for real, for real. So for producers who ain't watched the last interview, like, talk about how did you meet with Cash? Um, so one of my homeboys who I was doing music with, uh, he met Cash first. And then, shit, he was like, I'm about to go tell the A. You should come with me. So we came down here, because I was playing, like, a producer slash manager role with him. So, um... We had came down here, met Cash. Cash was like, shit, I'm going to give both of y'all the same opportunity, shit. I know you interested in beats and, the, like, the business side, because I'm interested. I do, like, the business side as well. And shit, he was like, shit, I'll show you that shit, and I'm going to give you an opportunity. I ain't about to go over and beyond, but shit, I got this studio. You know what I'm saying? I got a couple relationships. Here you go. And shit, I just took advantage of the opportunity. So, like, producers looking for a manager, like, what should they be looking for in a manager? Um, well, first of all, when I met Cass, he impressed me for, like, no paperwork and no shit like that. So I was working with him for, like, a whole year before I even did any type of paperwork because he felt like, shit, I'm not tripping on that. Like like you say, I want I want you to be the best you you can be, you know what I'm saying? Or And not only that, I want to show you what I can do for you type shit. So that's something that I feel like when a a manager kind of like pressing you for paperwork off the back is kind of like, but at the same time, you didn't got to do that now because I didn't see motherfuckers go to hell and back for somebody and then they run off to the next nigga. So it's like, it just depends on the person. But shit, yeah, you just got to need, you just need like a stand-up manager that's going to go to the back for you too. Because like one thing too for cash, he ain't about to play, like. He gonna go the extra mile to make sure all your business straight, you you getting treated fairly, all that. So you just gotta test them out. Cause I I definitely tested cash out plenty of times. Like I'm from Detroit and we real stiff. So it's like we think down there, everybody trying to finesse or get over. So I went through that stage with him and shit. I realized like, no, nah, this nigga 100. That shit just took it from there. Talk about working with the other producers at Winter Circle. Oh yeah, shit. That's gang, you know what I'm saying? We got Grizz. Um you know, we got London J, Smash David, um, you know, Turn Me Up Josh, rest in peace. But shit, everybody dope. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
everybody just family, you know what I'm saying? We got our studio, everybody collab, and great energy. What's the workflow like when you have, like when you're in a producer group? Like, Well, we ain't no producer group, but you know what I'm saying? The workflow shit is just like, y'all know how it be when you collab. It be cool because it's like, I don't got to worry about him fucking the beat up. I don't got to worry about him fucking the beat up. So I do my thing. Bro, go come in and add. You know, it's like everybody adding something that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It's not like somebody just coming in, just doing anything. Or like I said, fucking the beat up type shit. So. One thing, like, I feel like be beneficial is like, you know niggas ain't going to fuck up no business. Man, you know oh yeah, that, that, that too. That's the 100%. Like, a lot of people I work with, like, I know we good on the business end because I try to be as fair as possible. I ain't trying to be, like, on no greedy shit, like, nothing like that. So it's like everybody who I do business with be on the same type of time, so we don't even got to worry about none of that shit. All right, so let's talk about a little bit. If you get a little toxic real quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> we be posting, we, you know, we be posting a lot of clips on the PG page about, you know what I'm saying, business and stuff. Yeah. So um, we posted this clip um, dealing with business, and I just want your opinion on some, like, subjects. So, like, before I even get to that, like, what's your process when you get a placement? Like, how long does it take for you to get paid on most of these records? Man, it just really be different. Like, that's why it come down to your manager and your lawyer, like, day relationships. Because it had been times I got paid quicker just off the fact that my lawyer got a relationship with this label or my manager got a relationship with this person or, or possibly me. I got a relationship, so it's like... Have you done, like, any other genres besides just hip-hop? Yeah, yeah, So, like, yeah. is it different with the business side? Does it work more smooth over there, just all around? It's just... No, all around, all around. It's just business. Yeah. yeah, all around. Producers definitely get treated like, you know, we getting the short end of the stick, but... And I look at it like this, like... I seen Southside saying the million dollar with the game, but he was like, bro... You just did some of the paperwork for those mixtapes back in 2015. Yeah. Like, Southside going through that. What makes you think Dickens ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. I'd be like that. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't really got an answer or know why, but hopefully one day somebody step up and come up with some type of system to make that shit work smoother because it's like us as producers, shit, we got to feed our families and eat too. We ain't trying to be waiting on our money. You know what I mean? We, we really some of the hardest working ones. That's why I say like we kind of get the short end of the stick, but shit. Yeah, I don't you, know. You know, how, you know how somebody got to start a little, uh, a little producer. Nigga, we talking about that shit. Niggas been talking about this shit, but niggas on. Yeah. Everybody it's in gonna, the comments. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna take some of the the higher ones up to step step up and do. But bro, it wasn't it. Um, I seen a post. It was like some laws. Someone was talking to me about this shit, but it was like Kanye and Donald Trump did some law, where it's like they managed. Y'all heard about this shit? They, like, manage money better or some shit. It's, it's like some law they did. The music industry? Yeah, it was this publishing lady talking about it, bro. I don't really I know. I just know something DJ Toon was trying to do. DJ Toon, he was trying to push for something. Um, for something to make it more fair for producers, but... Yeah, I don't Honestly, know. I think Sunny Digital, he was pushing for it. It's it a lot of niggas. I just feel like... Nobody want to... But not... I come together. Like it's, it's like the, the younger generation. I, I wouldn't even say it's like the older, because everybody know, like, bro... Because, you know, the older generation be like, bro, we seen this getting 75K, 50K mm -hmm. for B back then. But the younger generation, we just know, like, with Deadass, when I, when I came up, I came up right before everything. It was like SoundClick, before BeatStars and everything. And I was I was paying for ads and doing the same thing everybody was doing. But I was, like, young. I was, like, 15 doing this shit, you feel me? So right before that era. So I feel like if you was if you young as fuck and you came in that era, all you see is beats for it. The low, you know what I'm saying? You don't, yeah. you don't even know. You got to go watch some documentaries to find nah, out. No, for sure. So that might be the problem too. Like people <laughs> jumping, jumping so quick, 
He was jumping quick for some motherfucker. Oh, he never should have said that Lex Luger shit, bro. That nigga's tripping. That nigga's tripping. You can't get that shit back, man. You know about to play your ass with that one, bro. You tripping. I got this topic. I posted this clip of Southside on the PG channel a while back. He was talking about split sheets. And um, basically someone had asked him, like, when you're in the studio, like after you're done or after, before you get out the session, do you sign a split sheet? And I seen niggas in the comments saying, yes, the fuck you do? And so I, said, I was like, nigga, if you sign, if you bring out a split sheet in my session, I'm gonna kick your ass out the studio. Nah, <laughs> niggas, niggas ain't doing that. Like yeah. people, it, I get that question all the time. Like when I be back at home, they be like, how that shit work? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you get, nah, nah, they ain't. I mean, the most I didn't seen was a, um, like if you in there with a big ass artist, they'll come in there with, the paper, like, yeah, basically. I got that paper like one or two times, yeah. but like, yeah, but that really ain't no split sheet. That's, that's just, rare. I mean, it ain't, we're just like, shit, they just saying, like, what well, we working on, don't be talking about it, basically. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, um, yeah, but that split sheet, shit, no, that that's it's like, I feel like that's gonna mess up the workflow, you know what I'm saying? We we in here to create vibes and work, we ain't trying to think about the business right now. That's what we got managers and shit for, I'm good. they handle that. shit. I feel like most people, all them questions, if you don't, them questions that it's experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? How, how does this work? How does it work? Do the fucking song. And somebody's going to come up to you and be like, this is what's going on. Like, if you never get this shit, all them questions don't mean nothing. Somebody's going to steal my shit. This shit not even out yet. Somebody, nobody going to steal this shit. So, you like, help a new producer out, someone who's watching. Because I know his niggas watching right now. And it's just like, okay, how the fuck that shit worked then? So, like, to talk about your process. You in the studio with um, Future. You just did a record. Cool. Shit, I'm going to go back to the crib. I'm going to put the energy out there. This is going to be a number one hit. And shit, I'm going to continue to work. I ain't even, to be honest, I don't even speak on my placements and shit. Like, because I feel like that throw the energy off of it, too. You get to telling people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just continue to work. And then, like I said, they hit up, either hit me up or hit my manager up. He called me, be like, shit, you got a placement? All right, bet. Do my paperwork. And shit, let that shit be. Niggas be thinking Cause, like, cause some people be too like anxious and shit. Like, I didn't call producers like, hey, we got the pro- we got a song on such and such. They calling me every day. Oh, when it's coming out? Uh, that's why I was like, I don't even tell niggas no more. Cause it's like you fucking the energy up. You about to they about to call me and be like, we ain't even using no more. Cause you so anxious. Like, you know what I mean? Niggas be thinking like oh, labels ain't gonna hit you up, but they finna drop the song. Swear. They finna find you. Like, yeah, they gonna. Uh, but like I said. If you, it, it is kind of fucked up because it might be a situation where, um, it might be a situation where they might drop some shit because the artist might drop some shit without them knowing, and then you feel like they down there finessing you. It's like no, you just gotta just either they gonna reach out or shit, you reach out, you know. But like a lot of the conflict is really like the producer producer relationship. You know what I'm saying? So like, okay, so boom, academics posted this thing. You know uh, a rapper named Ruger from Chicago? Like, so he's like a, um, kind of like a big time rapper now and shit, but basically he made a post and he was talking about like, bro, I'm not hopping on no beat with five producers on one beat and all y'all asking for 10K, like y'all get the fuck out of my face type shit. So Project X posted this um this post, hold on. Let me pull it up. I'm trying to, I ain't trying to mix it. Where is it? The GD song? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the GD anthem shit. All right, so Project It posted, he said, loop makers need to understand why these artists want beats made from just one pride because loop makers are really messing up business for us producers. That a lot then and built relationship with these artists in real life, you making us look weird. And then he was just talking about how he had a situation where he used a loop and he know the artist real well. 
And basically the artist hit him and said, hey, bro, this nigga asking for more than what everybody agreed on type shit. And he was just basically saying how, like, niggas be fucking on relationships. Yeah, so have you ever went through that yeah, type process? Yeah, I definitely have. That's why I switched up how I move now. I only deal with people that we already got an agreement, uh, how we about to go about stuff. Because it do be situations where you like, bro, this is a relationship that's bigger than the money. So, like, let's not focus on, the, you know, everything fair what we doing. Let's not just think about just because... You got all your problems going on that you trying to get 10000 out of Like, you know what I'm saying? Bro, budget might not be right there right now, whatever the case is type shit. And so it's like, I definitely seen it. But like I said, now I kind of only deal with people that already I already agree to, um, you know, a certain term or whatever. And that's why shit, a lot of times producers should sign producers too. You know what I'm saying? Just work with your in-house team because you already know. What's going on? Keep everything in house. I feel like a lot of issues just ain't really no transparency, communication. At the same time, yeah. it's like because cause ain't nothing because you ain't nothing wrong with because back in the day, if you looked at them credits, it was hella producers on a lot of records. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's just about coming together and understanding. Like, all right, we about to bust this bag down, or you did this, you go get this percentage. Blah, blah, blah. Like just like you said, communicating, just understanding what it is and. Don't take it personal. It's business. If you felt like this go around, you ain't get your fair share, just call bro up and have a conversation. So next time, it'd be different type shit. You got motherfuckers trying to take songs down, all type of shit. So it's like... I ain't gonna lie, though. It's on, it's, it's on niggas out here like getting fucked for real. No, though, it's like, niggas out here getting fucked, but shit. Learn to, try to learn from that lesson and, and just move forward different. If you feel like you getting fucked by this producer, stop dealing with him. Like... Go work somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? And, or try to understand the business. You know what I'm saying? Watch shit like this and listen to what motherfuckers are saying. What, you know what I'm saying? About the business. Like, try to educate yourself, basically. If you feel like you're getting finesse. So, like, nigga play with you, you want to expose? Huh? No, nah, I ain't into all that exposing. So. Ain't into it? Nah. What, like, what would you do, though? Like, as far as what, though? Like, all right, let's say you don't have cash. Or, you know what I'm saying? You just, you upcoming. You got this record and nigga just hauling you on the split type shit. Just... Just hauling you, like, what, what you doing in that situation? I'm going to go get a lawyer. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go get a lawyer. Because at the end of the day, the artists ain't the ones who dealing with that shit. It ain't the artists that's supposed to do the splits and shit. So why would I go on the internet and bash him and I know it ain't him? He don't know shit. He just making music. It's their team. So it's like, the next step is really just go get a lawyer. Let's go represent you. That's their job. All of that internet shit, that, that's, you know what I'm saying? Because... Shit can get, now that went on the internet, now that fucked this relationship up, he really never knew what was going on. I went to the lawyer, they got everything situated now. Me and bro, we working, we good. We done made hits now. Yeah. I just don't even be knowing about their own deals. Like, they don't even be knowing. Like, they, don't know the, they don't know the business side. So that's why sometimes you got a relationship with the artist, you can be like, hey bro, how let your peoples had them get that shit right. And then they're pressed for that shit to get right, you know? I feel like that's the root of the problem. We in an unprofessional business. Yeah, it's like everybody's so emotional. Everybody want to go on the internet and shit. It's like, I ain't really like that shit. I handle my shit a little different, you know? Just, you can't really push professionalism in this era unless you like... Some niggas like Money Man make it look cool. You know what I'm saying? Some people make it look cool to push professionalism. Like, even people who trying to clown Russ. They might not like his music, but it's like him pushing ownership and shit. People be like, man, this nigga... Who the fuck is Russ? But it's like... But it's like people who... I look at it like this. People who understand it, understand it. Like, he probably make music for his type of people. You know what I'm saying? I'm a businessman, and I didn't experience other shit. So it's like, I get the both sides, the best of both worlds. 
So it's like, I fuck with bro when he say, go open this business up or invest into real estate. That shit hard to me. Cause you know what I'm saying? That's just like, if you got a young nigga that's out here killing, he go listen to some little Dirk and he go feel like this the hardest shit ever. Cause he own that, you know what I mean? So it's like, shit, that's the music about just hitting different targets and shit. But shit, nigga like me, I'm trying to hear that. Jay-Z talk that boss shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And Nipsey. Like, yeah, I'm trying to hear shit like that because it's like, I ain't there no more. I'm on a whole nother level. So it's like, and I didn't been there before. I, I didn't been in that situation where I'm, they call it crash out music. I, I didn't, that's what I was fucking with at the time. And I'm like, man, nobody trying to hear that that shit. Like basically like all that boss that shit because a nigga wasn't there. But now that I'm there, it's like, all right, I understand it. I know what he mean, you know what I'm saying? Traveling the world, I know what that mean. I know how that feel and what that mean. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like you gotta want to do that shit though. So we got this segment called Overrated Underrated. Give you a topic, you just tell it which one and why. Yes, sir. All right, bet. All right, so first topic: Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> yeah, Tinder. Tinder, bro. Tinder, bro. What the fuck is that? Hey, you know what Tinder is? Oh, the little, uh, the Swipe little, the little, oh, uh. Yeah. You ain't got to answer that, bro. We just want to get your nah, reaction. Man. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that shit. Overrated or underrated shit. If you got on that shit, you know what I'm saying? You pull, you know what I'm saying? Bitches see that, they be like... Yeah, she I ain't fucking with no Tinder. That shit crazy. <laughs> hey, look, I ain't... I, I go on the fistas at least or something. I don't know. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't going on the Tinder. That's too like... That's like some... Literally like some black, what's some date sites called? Like what? black people meet, black like, people meet type <laughs> shit. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, god, man. time I called my dad and when I was little, I was like, "What the fuck, man. this nigga?" Man, speaking of like shit on there, like y'all be seeing like the goddamn like a female producer and see all these niggas in the comments, like man. just producers, bro. It be producers. Hey, though, I ain't bro. even realized there's that many female producers out here. Oh god, that's, I can't, that's I can't, hard, I can't say that on camera. It's over. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so boom, overrated, underrated, the artist Vork. Um, shit, I say he underrated. Cause like I said, bro, hard. So it's like, shit, underrated for sure. All right, so sync placements. I asked this because I don't know, like, so I seen on your page. You like, did like when you say overrated, you saying like it ain't it, or you say yeah, like is it it? No, nah, hell yeah, that's it. Like sync's where it's at. Like, yeah, I I I tell all producers like shit, fuck with sync's cause. You might get a crazy ass sync, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And me personally, I just like doing everything, so it's like that shit fire. You seen Yeet? Then you got me. Yeah, the mean shit. I feel like that just turned him to another level. You gotta think about shit like this too. Like, um, I think they said that Lizzo song came out like three, four years ago, and then it blew up from a movie. So technically, that's like a sync placement. So. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's like your mu- your music can blow up from movies and shit, or commercials and shit like that. So. Yeah, sinks where is it? You know what they be getting a lot. They be asking for a lot of music, shit like uh, like that, BMF Empire shit. Like, yeah. I had a lot of homies that produced for like a lot of these shows and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah, all that shit. Shit, you can do apps, everything. I seen you did some with ESPN with Scott. Um, yeah, with Scott Storch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to bro. Yeah, I threw me a little alley oop on that. Uh, we had remade. Um, actually, it's one of his old songs and shit. So. So for like producers who want to get into that like lane, like where do they go about finding those opportunities? See me, I went to extra mile. I started looking into like the filming companies. Who was they? Um, what do they call it? like the music supervisors? Mm-hmm. Finding them on LinkedIn or googling them niggas and shit, emailing them, 
And then I'm I'm signed to a label, so it's like I went to my sync department and you know, talk, build relationships with them. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, sauce, sauce. Yeah, so you, sometimes you just gotta go there. You can't wait for people. You gotta go the extra mile. Like even though I got the sync team, guess what? I'm still out here DMing people who. Because you would be surprised. It'd be people like them that got a 1,000 followers, so you know they about to see your DM. You know what I'm saying? The little music supervisors and stuff, it might be, they might be the music supervisor for uh, Lion Gate or Warner or Oh, God, bro. It'll be Disney the best. Channel. Songwriters, too, bro. It'd be niggas who bring writing hits. You go on their pages, like 4,000 yeah. followers. It's like, yeah. damn. Yeah, for real. And it's like, like I said, nowadays it's like you really want to just build instead of just trying to get to the top, you know what I'm saying? Because you might break some shit. You might break an artist or be with a songwriter that's about to break an artist, you know? You got charity know. work. Yeah. Charity work. You got to do more than what you're getting paid for to get you paid. You get what for. you put into it. So if you, you grinding and you putting in hard work, bro, you, your shit go pay off. All right, man. So let's talk about this publishing deal. It's <laughs> 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 about this publishing deal. Shit. What about it? So, like, just explain, like, your process with it, like, your reason for signing the publishing deal and, like, red flags with signing one. I mean, shit. I don't know. Like, everybody's situation is different. Like, somebody might just be in need of money. Some people might not be in need of money. So, it's like, it, everybody's situation is different. So, it's like, I can't really, like... You know what I'm saying? Some people feel like it ain't a good situation. Some people feel like it is a good situation. I look at it like it's a business, bro. You, you niggas start up businesses and they sell them shit. So it's like, publish like as long as you know what you gotta do. Like some people can sign to labels and they feel like the label gotta do this. Like no, nah, go build your own relationships. You got signed for this X amount of money. Go do what you gotta do. Recoup your money back and move on to the next situation. You know what I'm saying? That's what you gotta do. But like I said, some people already got their own relationships and they owe money, so they might not need no pub deal or whatever. But like I said, everybody's situation is different. Yeah, I just be wondering, cause like, I know, I don't know, that shit, I be getting like a 50 50 response. That's what I'm saying. It. it be different. Like some people be say the one thing, and some people say the next. So that's why I say, like, it depends on you and your situation. Like, you might have a situation where you in need of money, and it's like they only trying to give you 250, 300. So it's like you that's not that's not saying that you made it and you rich as fuck. It's like you gotta do what you gotta do with that money or use that money to be able to do what you move around and go meet with artists and you know what I'm saying? So now you done turned that three hundred to one point five million, you know what I'm saying? And you done recruit. So it's like that situation worked for you. But some niggas get that money, blow that shit, and then now they complaining. So it's like you know, I look at like I said, relationships. If you doing this, what you supposed to do, people go move how you want them to move. So really, rap for me, fam. That's the most. He's a rap. Yeah, I ain't want to talk about like none of the uh, like records and stuff. Make sure I go watch the last interview for real, for real, because he broke all that down and everything. Like what's popping, uh, shoes and all that. So like any last advice you get to producers? Man, stay grounded, stay focused, and keep working, man. I, I feel like. Me and, me and my boy Jeb was talking about this the other day. Like, it's like, people want shit to happen so fast nowadays. Like, they just, I got people who look at me like, man, that nigga just turned up out of nowhere. And it's like, no. Nah, niggas don't see that, though. Niggas don't I really see was like, you grinding for a minute. Like, you know what I'm saying? People just ain't see it. 
You know what I'm saying? And that be the thing with these new producers, because I might sign a producer and they want the success that I got, but it's like, bro, you're not working nearly as hard as I was working. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to get all the perks, but you ain't putting the work in. So it's like, that's really where it come down to, for real. But yeah, just stay focused, stay grounded, and keep working. Go the extra mile for yourself. Mm. How, how would you say, for the producers out here that's out here just trying to just stay in the present and working, how do you stay away from, like, not stay away from, but ignore the distractions, which is like people flexing, making it seem like it's overnight, you know what I'm saying? All the false information. How you, you gotta just, just tell yourself, zone? you gotta be comfortable within yourself and tell yourself, like, my time coming. That's how I used to do it. Like, I, I went from, like, having money to not having money to, you know what I'm saying, having it again. But during that time I didn't have it, I got people around me that got money, and I, I just got to, I'm just staying focused within myself. Like, I know I'm about to run it back up anyway. I ain't tripping, so I could have took that as a distraction. Like, man, I'm about to run back to the streets. And it's like, oh, uh, I just was like, I want something more. I want something bigger. You know what I'm saying? So... Don't be one of them niggas that be like, my time coming, but just sitting on your time. Sitting on your time, like waiting, like your time coming, but every day try to make that time come, like do something towards that. Cause some people will sit back, be like, man, my time come. I'm just, and it's like, niggas man, manifest. your time go be 20 years. <laughs> like, manifest still. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. Niggas you manifest and just be like, niggas be like, yeah, man, I'm finna get a million dollars tomorrow. And then it's like, that's, that's one shit. thing. That's one thing Cash used to tell me though. He's like, bro. You can get the same shit you can get in 10 years and six months if you put the work into it. Everybody responsible for what they got going on right now. Don't ask for the money. Ask for the tool. And then when you get the tool, use the tool. Really, don't even chase money. Just chase, like, what you want to do. Like, chase your passion and shit. The money go come. It's like, going to be magnetic. Yeah. You need money you. go come, for sure. You got to just focus on what you want in life. Because you ask a lot of people, like, what you want in life? They're like... I want to be rich. I want to have money. It's like, all right, what you going to do to get that shit? Because that shit ain't about to just come without a plan. Hey, where you shit, get it? You don't even got down. Like, I don't know. It's different for everybody, bro. but money ain't like the root, the happiness. You feel yeah, like, it's other nah, shit that play into nah, that. For sure. If if God really give it, if if everybody really got the money they wanted, it would be more problems than anything. That's what, I, that's what I realized when I first got a little bit of, I was like, Nah, this actually more problems than yeah. You know Everybody not built to handle them problems. Like even when I kind of get like stressed a little bit, when I be having a whole bunch of shit going, on, I be like, damn, if I wasn't able to handle this, I wouldn't even be having these problems. So I know I can conquer anything. You know what I mean? That's what it comes down. But definitely, shit that I deal with, I know a lot of motherfuckers who can't. They go fold. They can't handle all that pressure. Yeah, hey, man. But that's a wrap, though. You feel me? You already know we gotta get next, bro. Y'all get the cook up in now. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So, y'all got a laptop? Nah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, but that's another episode of the that. podcast, man. Shout out to Pooh Beats. Well, I appreciate y'all, yeah. boys. Shout yeah. out to Winner Circle. For Shout sure. Out to Cash. We out.